problems in your life, and now those problems are past, and you can see some good that came from those problems. Let me see that. Okay? Hindsight is not as hard. Hindsight's not as hard after you've gone through it. Time passes, and you can look, and you can learn and see some things. But wouldn't it be nice when you're going through the problems to be able to see like God sees? Wouldn't that be nice? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be in the Word this morning in the book of Corinthians. But we'll start out the vision of trouble, seeing double through trouble. Say that with me, seeing double through trouble. When you're in trouble and going through trouble, you should see trouble. Oh, I'm not in trouble. You in trouble, fool. Wake up. Look. There's trouble right there. But can you see double through trouble? Can you have double vision? When you're going through trouble, is it possible to also see hope and to see good things and to see a future and see a way out of this mess and see a reason for what's happening, even if you don't understand it? That's going to take God. And that's what we're talking about today. Let's go with the message. Here we go. If you're with us for the first time, we use this big screen. I told the crowd earlier, that's about a $25,000 screen right up there. I'm going to tell you right now. But that big old, there's a big projector in back that shines this away behind it, crystal clear. If we cut off all the lights, you could watch any movie you'd want to watch. It's, it's great. Amen? But I love having this so that we can have the Word on the screen. Amen? I love this. Biggest Bible in this area. I'll tell you that right now. Come on. And I like you talking with me. It helps me, but it also helps you learn. So help me right now. Vision is seeing what God sees. Now, we know vision seeing out of your eyes. We've been in this series for several weeks now. But the kind of vision that we're talking about is seeing like God sees. No, you're not God. I've given several messages in this series on that. We're not talking about being kooky. No. But wouldn't you want to see like God sees? See, for example, God sees that he loves you. But we see that how, how could you love me, God? But God sees that he loves you. He gave his son for you. He sees you special. He sees you fearfully and wonderfully made. But we don't see ourselves, but that's not, that's not his fault. That's our fault. We're not seeing like God sees. So that's the gist here. So what is vision? It's my definition, if you don't mind saying it with me. It's seeing supernaturally by supernatural means, through being apprehended by a supernatural God. Because I belong to God. Because I have God, the Holy Spirit, living inside of me. Because I have the precious Word of God that I can read. And I can hide inside my heart, in my brain, in my mind. I can see differently. I can see things that others can't see. Why? Because I'm special? No, because He's all-powerful. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he leads me, and he guides me, and he helps me. And that's vision. It's seeing supernaturally. But you must be apprehended by a supernatural God. You've got to know him and to love him and to follow him. And I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It'll change the way you see everything. So let's keep looking. So what do you see when trouble comes your way? What do you see when trouble comes your way? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says the natural man... That's not the spiritual man, but a person who's not spiritual at all, who doesn't know God. The natural man receives not the Spirit of God. For they are what? They're foolish to say, oh, you ain't talking that Bible junk to me, are you, man? You know, that's how we are. That's how I was, okay? 
A natural man doesn't know God, doesn't follow God, doesn't have God in his life. Listen, he doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. Neither can he, what? Know them. No, because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is what? Spiritual judges all things. He can see in all kinds of situations. Because he's a spiritual man, yet he himself is, is judged of no man. So the spiritual can judge all things, not judge people. It's not saying that. It's saying the spiritual man has a vision and has the capability to see things that the natural man cannot. Y'all listening to me? Now, unfortunately, the church has gone kooky on this, though. You hear Christian TV and things they saw and things they say, and it's as dumb as a box of rocks. Okay, it doesn't line up with the Bible. I don't care how excited they get about it. Okay, listen. But so this isn't to just go crazy on this verse. But guys, when you have the Spirit of God and when you know the Lord, you can see differently. And you are different. And you have him with you. And you have his power. And you have his word. So, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him? Say that last part with me. But we have the mind of Christ. Does that mean we're Jesus? No, doesn't mean that. But we have his spirit. We have his word. His word is truth. He is truth. We hide his word in our heart that we won't sin against him and, and you know, struggle in our life as much. And so that is having his mind. And we learn things like humbling ourselves and serving and doing things like And it changes who we are. Y'all listening so far? Amen. So let's roll. Psalm 119.71, we're talking about trouble today, even though we're not quite there. But we're getting there. Psalm 119.71 says, say this verse with me. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Keep rolling, Raj. Trouble has been good for me because it's caused me to pay attention to God's precepts. That's what that verse is saying. Trouble is good for me because it causes me to pay attention to God's Word and to God's promises. Guys, I don't know about you, I've never learned anything on a mountaintop. When I'm on the mountaintop, when I go to Colorado and I look at the mountains... I think of God's majesty and I think of his beauty. But in life, when everything's going good and Gary's skating by, honestly, that's not the time I have really learned my, my greatest lessons in life. Would you agree with that? I've learned through the trouble. I've learned through the hard times. And I've gone through some of them, to be honest with you. And uh, one of the hardest times in my life I faced about five years ago. And it was so hard, I just didn't even want to live. But you know, I made the decision I'm going to live. And God, you know, greater is he that lives in me than he that's in this world. And so I decide I'm going to do that. You know, but I made a decision. I don't want to be, I don't want to go through all this crap and come out the same. I know that crap's not a nice word, but I'm going to say it again. I don't want to go through all this crap and come out the same. I want to be different. I want to be changed. Please, God, help me see. Help me see. Hello. Help me see. Help me see you through my trouble. Help me see my way out of here. Please, God, please. And you know he's faithful. He's faithful. That's what we're talking about. So it's been good for me that I've been in trouble. 
it's through trouble that spiritual growth is activated and enhanced. All right, I hope I'm not boring you to tears here this morning. It's through trouble that spiritual growth is activated and enhanced. Well, I don't know why I'm growing, not growing spiritually. Well, maybe you just got it too good. I don't know. I know one thing for me, man. When I go through trouble, I'm just like you, man. I get frustrated. I get ticked off. I get mad. But you know what? It is those times in my life that spiritual growth has been enhanced in my life and something has turned on in my life and there's been a change in my life. And that's what I'm talking about today. Trouble is good for me. You don't just find that in Psalms. James says it. Brethren, count it all what? The word joy right there is the word leap. Leap. Jump up and down. When you fall into divers' temptations. When you fall into incredible trouble. What? That's the dumbest verse in the Bible, ain't it? I'm supposed to be excited about this? I'm supposed to leap? Well, no, not because of the trouble. You're right, it stinks. But know this, that when you're in this trouble and your faith is tried, patience is going to start working, which is a virtue. And let patience, when you're in this trouble, have her perfect work that you might be perfect. That word's mature. That word's complete. And you'll be entire lacking nothing or wanting nothing. Trouble can actually complete me. Trouble matures me. How many would say that, Pastor, I've gone through some trouble, but it helped me grow up. It helped me grow up. It sure did help me grow up, man. And you can grow up when you're 50 or 70. You understand? Come on. So it helped me in my life. That's what we're talking about today. But we're talking about some, some a little bit different too. But count it all joy when you fall into trouble. It's a great opportunity for you to see double. Say that with me. Count it all joy when you fall into trouble. It's a great opportunity for you to see double. Who said that? I did. I'm going to be famous. I'm telling you. It's going to happen one day. You're going to get a book one day. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, count it all joy when you fall into trouble. It's a great opportunity for you to see double. Amen. Seeing double through your trouble, the vision of trouble. Just talking a little bit this morning. Now, who are we going to use as our example? Not Gary. I want to use the Apostle Paul this morning. The Apostle Paul wrote 13 books in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul was the chief of sinners. He called himself that. The Apostle Paul actually apprehended Christians for their faith before he was a believer. The Apostle Paul actually had Christians killed, one of them being the great man Stephen. This man endured incredible things in his Christian life, went on to write 13 books in the New Testament, but you're here this morning saying, yeah, but I can't make it. That's bull. You can make it through anything with Jesus Christ. Let's look at the Apostle Paul just for a moment. Here he's writing... This is one of the times he writes in the Bible, and it's a little bit weird. He's going to talk. He doesn't really want to say this, but there's other people talking about how they've suffered for Jesus. And he says, look, I'm stupid almost for telling you this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I speak as a man. I'm a man too, Paul says. Seeing that many glory after the flesh. All right, you want to glory? I'll glory too then. Is that what we're going to do? We're going to play the glory game? That's Paul writing here. You want to play the glory game? How much you've suffered for Jesus? How bad you got it, gang? 
For you suffer fools gladly, seeing yourselves are wise. That's like a stick in their eye. For you suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. You tell us how bad you got it. Well, I've had it bad too, he says. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, when, when, wherein soever any is bold, I speak foolishly. I'll be bold too then, okay? Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? Well, so am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? Well, so am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, he writes again. I'm more than they are. Okay? You want to glory? You want to, you want to, you want to just whine about your problems? Look. I'm a minister too, Paul says. Okay? I know what it is to be hurt. In labors more abundant than them. In stripes above measure. That's whipping, by the way. In prisons more frequent than them. In deaths often. Nearly lost my life a bunch of times serving Christ. Of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. Five times I was beat 39 stripes on my back. Three times I was beaten with rods. How many have never been beaten with rods in the room? Can I see your hand? Once I was stoned. Anybody been stoned? And it won't on, on, oh, you've been stoned. Yeah, put your hand there. Hand Hand There we go. You get, you say stuff like that at this church. And we'll actually laugh at you, won't we? Come on. Here we go. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. What does that mean? Sounds like to me he is overboard. Just flopping around out there and overboard. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. When I didn't have anything on my body, I was naked. Beside those things, if you don't think that's enough, I have all these crazy churches I've started. This is Paul. He's just exasperated. Who is weak? And I ain't weak. Who's offended? And I burn not. If I must needs glory, I'm going to glory at the things which concern my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore. And he knows everything I just told you ain't no lie. It really happened. That's a crazy man right there, ain't it? That man went on. Because of him, you sit here today as a Christian. Now, we know it was God working in him, but it was this man who was the apostle to the Gentiles. And he went on to start churches in you name them. And when you turn in your Bible to Ephesus and Colossae and Rome and, you know, different places. 
And uh, today, here we are in America with the gospel. Amen? So, and yeah, praise the Lord. We ought to thank the Lord. That's good. Paul's up there going, where are they? Clear? Yeah. Amen. So, he's a good one to learn from. We want to learn, okay, he went through all of that far more than we've gone through. And we can, we can have the blame game and who suffered the most if we want to. But listen, that man suffered. And he wants to help us today. There's things that he saw in his suffering that changed him. And it's for us today. So let's go now with it. Here we go. We have a choice. We can see only trouble. Or we can see double. We can see only the trouble. Yeah, but you don't know, man. I hurt so bad. And this happened. And this, like, you know, had somebody come up to me this morning. A relationship. And he's just getting treated miserably. And you know, and then, and, and uh, <laughs> what are you going to do, man? I told him, you're going to keep living like that? That's the way you're going to keep living? You're gonna keep, you're gonna, you're gonna, what are you going to do? You're going to keep living like that? I ain't living like that. You hear me? Yes or no? I'm not going to live just whining and telling my sad story over and 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 over, and over again. Come on. Let's get up and go. We've got to move. We've got to make it, man. Amen? Come on. Come on. If you're going to wallow in that crap, excuse me. Come on. We can, we can see only trouble or we can see double. We can see that God is good, that God is faithful, and that God is working all things together for our good. Okay? We've got a choice. When I'm in trouble, I can see that God is good, God is faithful, and He's working all this mess out for my good because the Word says He will. And just believe like that. i got to see that, man. Come on. But you got to believe this. you got to see it. So, here's what you can see through trouble when you pay attention. This is from the Bible. We're fixing to unload it right here. This is from the Apostle Paul. Based on what he saw. And I can back it up in my experience. And I'm saying many of us in this room could, would agree. Here's what you can see through trouble. This is called double vision. This is having vision in your trouble. This is what you can see. If you want to see it, you can see it. Here we go. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. Say it with me. The God of all, the all, all comfort. Here's what you can see through trouble if you want to. That God is merciful. That God is merciful. I have the ability to see that God hurts with me. And He's merciful to me. And I'm able to see when I'm in trouble to see how that He has forgiven me. He's forgiven me of so many things. The word mercy means price paid. That's what the word mercy means. Price paid. When I'm going through trouble... I can remind myself, as bad as I got it, hallelujah, hallelujah, the price has been paid for me. No matter how bad it is. Amen. Come on, praise the Lord. No matter how bad it is, the price has been paid for my sorry tale. I'll tell you that right now. Thank you, Lord, that you've been merciful to me, a sinner. Thank you. And trouble can remind me of that if I want to. Or I can just focus on how bad I got it. Or at the same time, I can focus on how good I got it. I have a merciful God. He is merciful. 
We also learn from this verse that we can see this. We can see, if we want to, that God is the source of all comfort. When I'm in trouble, when I'm in trouble and I'm facing hard times, I can see that God is the source of my comfort. If I'm going to get comfort, listen. Listen, here I'm trying to fix this. It doesn't mean when you're in trouble you don't try to fix things. I, I'm a fixer. I always try to fix, 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 fix stuff to my own detriment so often. <sighs> Resting would be better sometimes for Gary than trying to fix everything. I get a lot of nods out of that, some amens. Amen. But my point is, but when trouble comes, you have the ability to see what God sees. Here's God up in heaven, but he's also in your heart. And he's looking and he's saying, Man, I can comfort them. I'm right here. I mean, I see that I'm the source of all comfort. And you need to let yourself see that. That when I'm going through this trouble, wait a minute. God's the God of all comfort. He's the source of all comfort. If I'm needing comfort, man, it ain't I got to go over and fix this or fix that. This comfort is ready available for me right now. Y'all hear me or not? Okay, keep looking. Who comforts us in all our what? trouble he comforts us in all our trouble you fill in the blank whatever your trouble is right now he comforts me in not just certain kinds of trouble how much trouble all trouble that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of god what else can we see in trouble we're just building a little list here I can see double. Oh, I can just see this bad. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Oh, man, wow, look, look, there it is. Look at it. Wow, come look at it with me. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's something over here we can see. God's merciful. God's the source of all comfort. You got two eyeballs, use them. I'm not saying don't look at your trouble. You got to if you're going to get through it. But you got another eyeball. Okay? Hello. Number three, God comforts us in all trouble. This is something you can see when you're in trouble, if you want to. God is comforting me in my trouble right now so that I can comfort others in the future. Instead of my life is no good, I have no meaning, she left me, it's all curtains, it's over, I want to die, okay? There's another track you can run on, and that is the comfort you're giving me now, Lord. It's making me a better man. And the struggle I'm going through is going to redound to your glory in the future. And you're going to use me to talk to people. I had a couple this morning come up to me, and they're struggling. And they could walk right up to me and talk to me. And it didn't take 20 minutes for me to get right in their stuff with them. Why? Because I've been there. <laughs> I got a fast track right to it. Amen? And I didn't look down on them because they're feeling bad or they're hurting. No, because I've been there and I feel that. But I wasn't down and I could be a source of comfort to them when they needed comfort. And that's God using me because of trouble. But you got to, what's the beautiful thing is to see that, though, when you're going through the trouble. Hindsight's awesome. I like hindsight. But, man, I'd like to have a little vision while I'm in the mess. Amen? And so this is beautiful. You can 
know for sure, know for sure, as I say, God, you're merciful, as I say, God, you're the source of my comfort, I receive your comfort, know for sure, God, you're going to use me. You're going to use what I'm going through. And, and you know, I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to come out on the other side. I don't know what it's going to look like. But, God, I know that I'm going to trust you through this, and you're going to use me to be a blessing. And, God, you're going to do that in my life. The question is, do you see that? You have the capability to see that. It's called the Holy Spirit of the living God. Excuse me. I think the Holy Spirit's meant for a whole lot more than you jumping around and flopping on the floor like a chicken. This is what the Holy Spirit does. Helps us with His Word. Helps us with life. Life. Living life. Amen. Yes or no? Dealing with crazy people. Dealing with our own crazy nutty heads. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, the living God. Amen. Come on. So, can you see that? Let's look at another one. We're just walking through the Scripture here. For as the sufferings of Christ, there's our word, sufferings of Christ abound in who? In us. So our consolation also abounds by Christ. The fourth thing we can see through trouble is the more we suffer trouble, the more God showers us with his comfort. Like I said, honestly, I've never been comforted on, on the mountaintops. When life's going great, oh, it's great, everything's going great, I've never received the comfort of God. I didn't need it. Things were good. But when I'm beat up, when I'm down, when I'm hurt, when I'm in trouble, that's when the comfort comes. And that's a beautiful thing to see. Oh, instead of saying, oh, I got this, I can't believe it, this is happening to me. To be able to say, wow, I'm fixing to get a bath. I'm fixing to get me a bath. And the Lord's going to shower me down. He's going to be my comfort. He's going to be my strength. Man, I want to take me a good bath because this stuff stinks I'm going through. But you know what? I'm going to get cleaned up through it all. And he's going to just shower down on me. Don't you want to think like that? Yes or no? It's what I want to do. That's what Paul did, by the way. How could a man go through all that mess he went through and, 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 and finish well like he did? He said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the what? Faith. That's the Apostle Paul. How did he do it? He learned to deal with his trouble properly. He'd have never made it. Through. Man, you beat me 39 times, I'm done. One stoning, no more concerts for me, okay? I'm, it's over. I'm done. No, I'm serious. You know what I'm saying? One swim all night for 24 hours in the water, Clark's done. You better have something else to be your source of strength if, if you're going to do the things God wants you to do. And you can have it, and he has it for you. The question is, do you see it? We're talking about vision, number five. And whether we be afflicted, it's for your consolation and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted is for your consolation and salvation. When we're weighed down with trouble, it's for others' comfort and salvation. Now, that's crazy. You have to see the natural man will never see this, but the spiritual man can. The trouble that I'm going through 
it's not just going to be for the comfort of others. It's going to be for the saving of others. That's crazy. Maybe some of the things you've gone through in your life, listen, listen, God wants to use that with somebody that's going to come in your life who's thinking about taking a gun and blowing their brains out. But because of you, because you made it, because you're that perfect person to be in their life, to speak to them, you're going to save their life. That's crazy. Me? And wouldn't you feel great if at the end of the day, when that happens, you go, well, thank you for the trouble I went through, Lord. Or people that don't know the Lord, and when they come through the trouble and they're struggling, you're going to come into their life. And you're going to be lead, lead them to Christ and share Jesus with them. This is a beautiful thing. You've got to see that. Plus, it makes trouble, it makes it a lot easier going through trouble when you can have this kind of vision. So can you see this? Keep looking. When we're comforted, we'll be certainly better able to comfort others, and they will be better able to endure their what? Their trouble. We're just talking about sort of the same thing here. But so often when I'm in trouble, I don't know about you, but when I'm in trouble, I'm worried about me. Okay? Right here. So if in my trouble... I can realize that God's merciful. He's my comfort. He's my strength. He's going to use me to help other people. The more I go through this trouble, the more he's going, to, um, he's going to shower me with comfort. He's better equipping me to help others and even see others saved and have their whole life radically changed because of the trouble I've gone through. Wow, it gives meaning and purpose to my trouble. And they're going to be better able to endure their trouble. Verse 7. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the suffering, so shall you also be of the consolation. As we share trouble together, we'll also share God's comfort together. As we share trouble together, because I've suffered, because I'm in trouble, maybe going through trouble, and I reach out to somebody else and try to help them because God's helped me through something they're going through, yeah, we're both in trouble, but we're also both being comforted together. Amen. Let me ask you a question. How many, in, listen, how many you've gone through some problems, there was some deep, deep trouble, but out of your trouble, a friend or someone came along in your life, maybe somebody new altogether, but a new relationship was formed because somebody helped you. Can I see your hand? Somebody helped me. Look at that. Somebody helped me. That's what I'm talking about. It's beautiful. Trouble is not necessarily a bad thing the psalmist said it's been good for me that i've been in trouble it's caused me to see god's statutes and and really learn them and apply them and put them in my life you know i know that the, the feeling though might be today yeah but clark you're not in trouble you know it's easy to preach this when you're not in the pit you know what i'm saying well i had to be in the pit to preach it y'all listening or not yeah, I had to be there to even give it out today. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, you know, I'm glad not everybody's in the pit at the same time. Aren't you saying? Thank God there's somebody with a hand up out there in our world, and that's us. So instead of whining about trouble, complaining about trouble, blaming God, that's all the devil. The devil wants you to blame God. Come on, man. No, because I have hope right now, and i got a future, and this is good. Plus, when you're going through trouble and you're having a good attitude, people are going to think you're nuts. 
That's fun. That's fun to watch them. Here we go. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of our own life. We should not hide our trouble. We shouldn't hide it. Man, trouble hurts. Especially trouble in relationships. It's embarrassing. I was married 28 years and my wife left me for somebody else. There's no way to spin that pretty. It hurts. And so naturally, I think it's natural, you just want to hide it. Right? But the spiritual side says, I can't do this alone. I've got to share it. And through sharing, in my own story, loads of help started coming my way. And so many letters and helps along in my life through this situation. And it was people saying, Pastor, I know, I, I know, I felt like that. I know I've been through that. So this is just, it's just this is the living proof. Are you hearing me today? Yes or no? It's beautiful, guys. Trouble's a good, it's been good for me that I've been in trouble. It's a good thing. And you should not hide your trouble. Paul says, we were pressed. I was crushed. I was crushed. I was crushed. It's the truth. He was crushed. I was crushed. It's okay to share your trouble. I'm going to man up. I'm going to be strong. I tried. Trying to go through trouble alone so many times leads to a very dark place. How many would say I've been there, Pastor? Amen. Come on, this is good for us today. Don't hide her. He says we were, we were pressed beyond measure, out of measure. The word means I was overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. It's okay to tell people that you're overwhelmed. As a pastor, I felt like, you know, man, I've got to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I struggle. Y'all listening or not? I know no one in here thought I was perfect. <laughs> to be honest with you, that's why I say the word crap every once in a while, just to send that out there. <laughs> I, even though some of you are wishing I'd stop, but whatever. You'll be fine. Paul's not hiding his trouble. Listen. We were pressed beyond measure, above strength. This is above my ability. I don't have the ability to do this. I can't do this. It's just so big. It's okay. It's okay to talk like that. Okay? You know what? I'm not talking about whining here. He says we despaired of life. We thought we wouldn't live through it. How many ever had something happen? You didn't think you were going to live through it. Did not think I was going to live through this. Look at that. These are like a third of the hands in the room. You did. You are. 
Come on, let's praise the Lord. You did and you are. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. You know you're having a bad day when you've got the sentence of death in you. I mean, you wanting to kill yourself, man. You're thinking you're going to die. I mean, you're telling yourself, I'm going to die. I am not going to make it. I'm going to die. And maybe even wishing you would die. We had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we would not trust in ourselves, but in God which raised the dead. This is a great scripture. It has a little more meaning than that. I think Paul was saying, he's saying we expected to die. And because of that, keep looking. We learn to stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely on God. To have the sentence in your death self has another, another, another side to it. It's that I'm crucified with Christ. I'm dead already. Come on. I'm dead already. The flesh that has been crucified to the cross, all my sins, all my failures, everything is gone, gone, gone. Amen? And so I'm crucified with Christ. So... That's also a good side of that sentence of death when you're struggling and when you're in trouble. Having that sentence of death, knowing, hey, look, you know, like my mom, I think the last words my mama said before she was shot uh, 22 years ago, I think her last words were, you can't threaten me with heaven. Okay? I'm dead already. This old man. But this spirit is alive forevermore, and you can't touch that. Y'all hear me or not? Did I lose you? Okay, praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Come on. So, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We learned to stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely on God. That's the beautiful thing about trouble. That's the beautiful thing about being faced with a, with a, with a horrible disease. I finally stopped relying on myself. Because I can't do this. I'm going to have to trust Him. You see how trouble can be a good thing? Okay? Selling trouble is a hard deal on a Sunday morning. I'm just telling you. I have to stop relying on myself. Because, man, I just, I'm just, I feel like dying. But the good news is, he can raise the dead. He raised the dead. He can raise the dead. Let's do another test. When I have talks like this, I love having y'all help me this morning so I don't feel like I'm the only one unloading the laundry up here. But uh, how many would say, Pastor Gary, I had the sentence of death in my life, in my heart, in my spirit. And I, I mean, I was dead. I was not going to live. I was just not going to live. Didn't want to live. But you know what? He raised the dead in me. Can I see your hand? Let me see your hand. Come on. He raised the dead in me. Look at you. I love so many of you. You've been putting your hand up every time. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. You got a hold of it. Amen? Praise God. This is good for us this morning. And the Lord shall deliver me, 2 Timothy, from every evil work. He will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. These are powerful scriptures. He is going to take care of me. Who delivered us from so great a death. Listen, Paul says. Listen, he delivered me. He delivered me from out of so many things, and he's still delivering me, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us still. Amen. That kind of faith, that's the kind of vision we can have. The natural man doesn't know what I'm talking about today. If you're here today thinking I'm absolutely kooky, that's fine. 
not kooky. This is the truth. You hear me today? It's the truth. If you want to believe another way, have at it. But I believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I believe I can make it, and I'm living proof that you can make it. Amen? And you can live again. You can laugh again. You can love again. You can smile again. And God can take a lot of bad things and turn them all out for good. Amen? I'm just telling you. And that ain't kooky. That's a, that's a gospel truth. He can do that for you. Come on. And by the way, keep looking. He did rescue us, and he's going to rescue us again, Paul says. Amen. Trouble has been good for me. We learn to place our confidence who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust, and he will yet deliver us still. We learn to place our confidence and trust in God, and we believe he's going to continue to rescue us. It's a whole different way to think about trouble. Not just hindsight, but when you're in the middle of it. If you can start plugging this kind of stuff into your thinking and through the Spirit into your heart and your mind, it will change the way you think. Trouble's been good for me because it's caused me to pay attention to God's precepts. Say that with me. Trouble has been good to me because it's caused me to pay attention to God's precepts. Amen? One last question. How many, be honest, when you're not in trouble, you don't read the Bible a whole lot. But when you're in trouble... You turn to God's Word. Let me see that. Let me see your hand. It's all right to be honest. You're honest. You're in church. The key for you, though, is to start getting in that Word when you're not in trouble. Because sometimes when the enemy comes, you don't even know where to turn. You ain't got no bullets to fire. Amen? So start hiding that Word. Start hiding that Word. It's good for me that I've been in trouble. Because it's caused me to pay attention to God's precepts. Sometimes we read the word. And no, we might not. It might not be. I mean, we're reading. We're hiding it in our heart. But something's going to come along. And that word's going to be there. And you're going to find it in your heart. And you're going to fight back. You're going to fight Satan with that word that you've already hid in your heart. Does that make any sense to you? So get into that book. Just don't use it as a, uh, you know. A get out of jail thing or whatever you want to call it. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get in that book. Amen. Let's praise the Lord for his message this morning. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You're good to us. Amen. Come on. Let's get on up on our feet.